0: Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Westcliff Climb. Uh, I am Joshua Duffy, and then there was one. So my good friend, Dr. Paul Looney, we announced just last week that he would be uh, going all in with his opportunities, and he's got some beautiful opportunities with Hidden Mana Ministries. And so uh, I am here uh, holding it down solo, just had the opportunity to do some cool interviews. If you haven't gotten to check it out, uh, yesterday with the whosoever's on their particular podcast as well. You got to check that out. Very interesting, um, interview with Javon Barnes. Very cool. Javon Barnes. So, uh, check out that, uh, on the Facebook page for one love HTX, the whosoever's podcast. It was awesome. So, uh, I am, uh, what I want to share with you is true, real, and honest, even though in the backdrop, I have two very fake plants. So what I'm going to bring to you gives more life than what is over my shoulder right now. I want to talk with you about something that uh, I've been working on. i am um, actually been working on a book for, mm, goodness, maybe 15 months now, uh, and I would classify it as political theology. Um, cultural theology, um, which is another way of saying everything that people do not want to talk about in social situations. (laughs) So that's what that really actually means. Um, But there is kind of this thought in, in American culture that we have created a world in which everything is the separation of church and state. You hear that often, the separation of church and state. Um, but that is not meant to be religion thrown out of the public sphere and public square. And yet it's kind of turned into that. So um, I wanted to uh, address that some this morning just briefly. I don't know that our podcast is going to go quite as long today as it typically does. But I do want to give you this thought because there's kind of a sleight of hand of Satan And I think it would be helpful for us in the ever-changing, fast-moving, fast-paced social media world that you live in for you to just be aware of the way that deception works. Um, I don't know that Satan always comes to people with a pitchfork and uh, a big red tail and has this deep, monstrous, you know, what are you doing type voice. I don't know that that's exactly how it always works. I think sometimes he sounds really compassionate. And I think sometimes he sounds really loving, you know, the exchange that Jesus has with Satan um, uh, in the desert. Um, I, I I think he, he actually probably presents himself as someone who's really understanding like, Hey, Jesus, you know, man, you look so hungry right now. Um, why don't you just, you know, turn these stones into bread? Um, I think, I think sometimes we misunderstand the depth, and the degree with which Satan can operate. And I think making him into caricatures is a real mistake because it it gives us a false sense that he's an adversary that we can deal with on our own. And we really can't. Um, He is um, a being that if he can't get you bad, he's good with just getting you busy. Um, And so whatever it takes, like if he can't drag you to hell, then he's good with, your life as it exists right now, um, being a living hell. So, you know, you may believe in Jesus, you may have the hope in Jesus and he may be well aware. Oh, you're going to have it. Great. Well, I'm going to make sure that you have zero witness in the time that you're alive. I'm going to make sure that you're miserable in the time that you're alive. And I'm going to make you wish that you were dead while you're alive. Um, I think he will take whatever kind of, uh, what kind of ever ground he can get. What's up you Hill. Happy Thursday. Hello um so i just think that like whenever we think about how culture moves and how society moves you have to be aware of the spiritual implications of it and it's it's jesus's prayer in john 17 is about unity that's not uniformity that's not groupthink that's we can think differently and we may not agree on every last thing but we can do so in love and in grace and in mercy and walk together and grow in understanding so that's that's the prayer in the heart of jesus and so, where what I want to talk about, in what today's podcast is is entitled, is simply the false floor. It's one of the chapters that um, I dissect in uh, in the book, and I'd like to be able to share that concept with you. And um, the the false floor is just basically it. If you can imagine um, any scenario that's happening right now in the world around you, okay. Um, you'll notice that culture will feed you two choices and it's designed to be two choices every time it's never three. Cause if you add a third choice, there's a possibility that maybe everyone would agree on the third option. Okay. And I'm, I mean, go right into the heart of politics, go right into the heart of social discussions and everything else. Um, they pick your options for you. And then by default, some of the option sounds like your faith. Some of the other option sounds like your faith. You can um, look up your feelings on it in scripture and you can find remnants of it, of the discussion of one side in scripture. You can find remnants of it on the other side within scripture. And then uh, what what drives me nuts is then people don't realize that the church was just split. And, and probably the best option was the third option that no one's talking about the god honoring option the all in with our faith option so um the false floor is just is is a concept that what it basically does is it delivers to you the only two choices on any given issue right um and it, and it's very carefully constructed so that it divides people it turns people away from one another and it actually weakens their voice as followers of Jesus. Okay. Um, let, let me just, I'll just hit you with one, just like a practical one. so you you can better track where I'm going here. Like take, take the border. Okay. So you take the, the issue on the border, um, and people will, will reduce the entire discussion to, uh, are you for a wall or against a wall? Uh, are you, uh, fine with kids in cages or not fine with kids in cages, uh, drugs coming over the border? or are they not coming over the border um is there are there other major crimes that are that are being committed as a result of what's coming across our border or not like the whole discussion at that point then pits all these differing values that we have and the sum total of the differing values that we have as followers of Jesus actually reside in certain parts of both sides of the conversation the problem is we've allowed this whole kind of machine, so to speak, to annex parts of our faith. And it sounds good to us. So we'll make compromises, sign on for things that we don't fully and completely agree with. And we'll do it in the name of, well, these verses, these verses, and this thing that Jesus said, I'm on board with. That's not my favorite outcome, or that's not my favorite whatever other part of that issue. But I'm going to sign on for it because I agree with this, this, and this. Okay, And so that's that's like the idea of the whole like the false floor. And if you take a step back, look at how often in your culture and in your society you're fed one or the other. I mean, any any issue that's in politics right now, that's in in media right now, um, you're either for it or against it. You're either on this side of it. You're on this side of it. You're either about the vaccine or you're you're vehemently against the vaccine. You're on this side or this side before you even got to choose before you even got to think critically about the issue of any number of things from COVID to the vaccine, to the border, to social issues, take your pick. If you notice it's already packaged for you in a narrative that you're on this side or on this side every time, every time. And if you notice like in the ministry of Jesus, they always tried like, like the Pharisees and teachers of the law, They always tried to trap him and put him in one camp or the other. And Jesus had some interesting strategies because he would usually have a response that would kind of transcend the entire discussion. And it would kind of diffuse their whole thing. You know, Um, you know, they want to know about paying, paying taxes and they, they know that, that they have Jesus in a weird corner, at least so they think, right? Because, um, Caesar would position himself as a son of a god, right? Jesus is walking around claiming to be the son of God, and they want to know what's Jesus's take on paying taxes, thinking that they can trap him. Um, and of course, then Jesus's answer is give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to gods what is God's. What did he just say to them? He basically said, Listen, um, give to Caesar what is Caesar, these, these cute little coins that have his face on them. So if he wants them back. That's fine, right? But then give to God what is God's. So what did he just say? A, Caesar isn't God, right? And then B, everything else, everything is God's. (laughs) So like he goes back so often in these discussions when people try to trap Jesus, he oftentimes goes back to the very beginning, you see? Like he'll go to the root of the issue as to kind of say, listen, you're you're in chapter 25 asking me how to fix chapter 25 you don't even want to talk about chapter one it's like when the pharisees are talking about having a debate about marriage and divorce and he's like whoa whoa, whoa. it was not so from the beginning right like this was not god's plan will intent or design you people screwed it up and now you want me to parachute in and solve your your little debate and and number of times he just drops the mic and Walks out. Sometimes he doesn't answer at all. He doesn't even give them like the answer. They don't even give him an answer at all. He just walks away, right? So that's what I just want us to pause on social media, and in the news and the media. They're always trying to get you to respond quickly. It, it's good for us, and it feels good to be able to have a response to come to a conclusion. And human beings like to find resolve. When we find resolve, we find peace. So it's designed to be that way. It's designed for things to march along so fast and so quick and keep coming at you from all these other different sources. And you want to make a quick snap judgment. But that is not life. Okay. So like my encouragement to you would be to ask the critical questions before the critical questions being asked. What comes before whatever anybody is selling you? What's the question that comes before the thing that's being put on the TV screen in front of you? What's the question you should be asking? So, like, let me go back to my original example, the border, right? Like, maybe the question we should be asking is, instead of talking about wall, like making it all about a wall or making it all about cages and making all right, right? Like, because that's what everyone wants to feed you, right? Which side are you on? This side or this side, right? And that, that's the side's... You know, apparently, whatever human be- kind of human being you are, which, by the way, I just want to point out, we only ever care about in an election year. But I digress. Um, basically, like the idea being, okay, wait a minute, why don't we ask a question? Like, what, as an example, what would make a group of people want to leave their home country? I mean, try to try to envision what it would be like to come home one day and be like, all right, grab everything we got we got to go. Like, we got to go. Now, you may have all kinds of of theories on that. You may even have conspiracy theories on that. But like, whatever is the trigger for that moment, for someone to leave their home and take the risk. And again, you may feel like you may be on one side of like, hey, man, people are straight up paid, and they're moved, and they're taken care of. And there is no doubt there's some of that going on. Like, maybe even quite a bit of that going on, that there's there's a whole kind of way of funneling money and everything else and people being set up and relocated. Um, there is there is plenty of evidence of that. OK, but then there's also just people trying to get a better life. That's real. OK, if you've ever been to parts of Mexico that are not um, uh, the kind of parts of Mexico where you get a Mai Tai or a margarita and you get to look at the ocean. But I mean, parts where people are really living and struggling. Um I'm thankful that that's, frankly, the only parts of Mexico I've ever seen. Uh, I can understand why some people would bolt and why they would leave. So the question would be, what's happening in someone's world that they even feel that they need to do that? And why aren't we talking about that? Whatever that is, whatever the reason is, why isn't that the discussion? You see, because if that becomes the discussion, now you're getting to the actual root of the issue. By the time someone feeds you A or B and which side are you on, they're banking on you're never going to look at the root of the issue. You're never going to ask the bigger question. You're never going to look at it deeper. They're banking that you're just going to think that this whole issue started with either A or B. And that's a lie. That's deception. That's how it works. And that's something that Satan resides in. Demonic forces reside in. Evil in our country resides in. The whole point is not about the thing that you're being fed. The whole point is to divide your voice, your purpose, the unity within the church, the unity within Christians, because there's a whole lot of needs and a whole lot of things that went wrong before before we ever got the images on TV, before we ever got the images on social media, okay? And it's all meant to create also a very me-centric right? In that kind of division. And it's and it's actually meant to make the church itself politicized in a way that is not, there's nothing about it that's God honoring. It's no longer driving the, the conversation or the culture. It's now in reaction to it. And in that moment, when that's happening, when all the people that are telling you separation of church and state, what they fail to mention is that at that point, the state is now dis- discipling the church. You see? Now, now the narrative and the teaching is going the other way around. Now the outreach is going the other way around. Now the discipleship is going the other way around. Now the assimilation is going the other way around. See, so there's a whole thing that's happening around you. And one of the best things you can do as just a matter of like discipline, something comes across your screen that's crazy. You should probably hit pause. Don't, don't feel the need to comment don't feel the need to figure it out take your time all right ingest it look at it take a breath accept that probably the answer probably not always but usually is not as clean as you're being fed usually the solution is not as clean as it should be as as you're being fed you know like the Just like a contemporary version, like cultural version was the whole Will Smith slap thing. Right. Jada Pinkett, all this. And I mean, it wasn't like minutes went by less than minutes. And I could see on my Facebook all these comments for it, against it. He should have slapped him. He shouldn't have slapped him. Right. Like. it, It takes a lot of thought to think through what what was going on beyond what you just saw and what's happening inside of a man that he gets up and and does what he does what's going on between the two of them what's going on in his marriage like and you can't you can't unpack that in 28 seconds and post something this is what i think but see culture if you picked it up even even go to that like that most recent event you were kind of fed already like two options you for will or against will? outweigh culture is all against will, right? Maybe it had nothing to do with will. Maybe it had nothing to do with Chris Rock. Maybe it had anything to do with Jada. See, but like, maybe it had even do with Jada and Will. See what I mean? Like, there's always there's just like deeper stuff, and and you can't keep up with the the liturgy of culture, which I would say is like social media news. Liturgy is like. What's coming next? What's coming next? What's coming next? What's coming up? Stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, sing this, do this, right? What's the choir going to do now? Like, that's how this all works. It's almost like a, it's almost like a worship service to a false God. Like that's what's being fed to you. So I thought I I wrote this out and I thought you would, you would dig this because I talk about this as well um, of just like the goal. Whenever you try to separate and divide a group of people says it leads us into a false prayer to a false God. Um, and it sounds like this. This is, this is Satan's goal in all of this division. Our father who aren't in heaven, mocked be your name. My kingdom built, my will be imposed on earth in spite of heaven. Give me today more than I need or I will worry about it tomorrow. And blind me to my trespasses as I keep score in bitterness and anger towards those who trespass against me. And lead me not into freedom, but deliver me from a childlike faith. For mine is the kingdom and the power for my glory for now, for whenever. Amen. And I call that the Lordless Prayer. And I think that is the goal of Satan, is to lead us into a false worship. Remember that Jesus rode right into the teeth of Jerusalem. Jesus rode right into the mess. And Jesus is meant to be right in the middle of cultural conversations, political conversations, social conversations, and he calls us out of the boat into the deep waters to have deep discussions, to think deeply, and to take in fully the purpose with which he would come to this earth. God loves you so much. I love you guys, and I will see you next week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you for your love, your kindness, your grace, and your mercy. Lay your hand upon all those who would hear these words today, Lord, that you grant us incredible discernment and wisdom to see the false floor for what it is, deception, because the false floor is a trap door that leads us to our own destruction. Lord, you tell us in John chapter 17, you want us to be unified in you. Help us by your grace, your unbelievable death and resurrection on the cross, this this gift given to us by simple trust and faith prompted by your beautiful Holy Spirit. May that be in each and every one of us. It's in your name, Jesus. Amen. Love you guys.